All right, well, let's get into it. So your your, your neighbour's on the phone and you, you have issues with that. He's communicating with the outside world. He's, I have uh, issues with the fact that I'm beloved. sitting in my house and I can hear someone okay. on the phone. I shouldn't no, be I able to... I, I should, it's, it's not something that should be able to happen, particularly after three hours of him running his fucking compressor through the fucking walls. It's driving me nuts. It's driving me insane. It's a Saturday. <laughs> Go and go, go and go. making things smaller, mate. It's he's, making you compress it, making it smaller. It's better for the world, better for climate change. He's, he's painting a bit of his car that no one can see. <laughs> yeah, but he loves it. You can't, you can't get in the way of love, can you? You claim to be a romantic and yet you're trying to shout on people's love, right? I, 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 no, no. You, like, no, no. <laughs> Don't love the inside of cars. Don't make them purple. It's not, it's, it's not even the inside of his car. <laughs> It's the inside of the engine bay of his car. Like, it's, it's, his engine might enjoy it. I, apart from that, I'm not sure. He's been a, is it the same neighbour that's usually loud? It's, yeah. It's usually it's the other only loud neighbour. Yeah, and it's, it's, always, oh. it's always mechanical shit. The annoying thing is, is that, like, I can't really rag on him because he's loud because he's being productive. Essentially, he's not loud because he's like, <laughs> like bumming around in his backyard playing music. He's loud because he's fixing shit and hammering and making things and all of that. So it's like it's a productive loud, but it's still fucking irritating. And is it is, 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 is at least a, like a reasonable time of day. It like, is at this point. It's loud is still loud, but yeah. like it's not like two in the morning kind of thing. No, no, no. That's true. He's not. It's not like partying all night or anything like that. But then there. Are, but then there are times when he's just as loud at like seven o'clock on a Sunday morning, and I'm just like, that's that's not acceptable. I don't care how productive <laughs> you think you are. <laughs> Go to bed. It's the Lord's day. Stop being loud to the Lord. <laughs> Sundays being sacrosanct. Well, it's just, it's, but it's, it's just, you expect a lot of people to have lions on like a weekend, right? Lions. Uh, lions. And oh, like, okay. even if that lion <laughs> is just like eight o'clock, like, but just, just to be smashing away at things in your back garden at seven o'clock in the morning is, it's, it's unacceptable. Is this the same neighbor who threatened to call the police about me parking on the road? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he seemed like a very diplomatic and reasonable, long-fused fellow. Yeah, oh, and since then, <laughs> um, all of his friends constantly park in front of our drive, and I've never said a thing, because I don't oh. care. <laughs> Maybe he's got a lot of friends in the police force, and, well, if I park on his street, well, then um, he, well, the he, police he will come. He fixes and have a everyone's party. stupid cars, and they all park in front of our drive while he fixes them. I think the reason being is it's like, well, our drive's open all the way along, so technically you can still kind of squeeze out if you need to. But it's just like, it's kind of still not the point. You're he could still, have squeezed, where, where I parked, he could have squeezed yeah, in. It's you're perfect, still perfect, just fine. being a cunt. <laughs> Suburbia. This is mm. a wonderful place. <laughs> yeah. Your yeah. parking and your engine colour noise. Fucking <laughs> compressor. A paint compressor. I've got to make that paint. And small. it's so annoying as well because it doesn't stay on for long enough for you to get used to it. Like it's like someone mowing their lawn for ten <laughs> seconds at a time. Oh, I'm used to it now. Oh, it's great. Fair enough. So yeah, so you're having a lovely day. It's lovely, been hot, it's great. Noisy yeah, day. first moment of silence, and now I'm talking to you. It's great day. Lovely. <laughs> it's that it's that famous voice of reason that just starts to to flow out of the internet for you. 
Mm. Yeah, it nearly went and did it in a car park. Yeah, was, uh, I think I was, that could yeah. be quite. We talked about doing that before. To be fair, it's it's definitely doable. I think uh, with work. like minimal gear. Yeah, it's only uh, weather. I think would be the bad thing. That's yep. the only negative I can think of. Is if it's raining, it's going to be noisy. Loud. Yeah, could but soundproof the car. But it's a nice day. Yeah. Hen- it's it's a great day to paint your car. It's true. <laughs> One of the best. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you had a you had an alright week. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've I've been it's, I've had a tired week because everything's opened and like at back to normal hours again. So my body clock's been adjusting to try to kind of getting up at like half four, five o'clock again. But so I'm I'm a bit hazy. But yeah, apart from that, everything's hazy. It's fine. Hazy. Yeah. Everything is in like uh, the I know. Top Man is open at normal hours. Are you working at Top Man, Steve? No. No, I don't fit in. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fit into anything so it's at like Top re- Man. The re- retail stuff's open at what, what, like 4.35 o'clock in the morning. Because uh, we're in at like half six to open up and I'd like to be up for an hour before I'm before I'm out of the yeah. house. Oh, fair enough. I haven't kept track of your uh, Tim Allening. Life. I thought there was a... There was a switch. Yeah, life. <laughs> just life in general. I just I've been solving the Black Lives Matter protests and I just forgot, you know. Oh. Just forgot are you, about, are forgot you about getting, little old Steve. Are you getting bored of the news yet? I haven't found anything in the news, but I'm not that keyed into a lot of stuff, no. to be fair. It's just... Like, it's, it doesn't feel like... I don't think anything news happened. Like, yeah. I think it's just the same as last episode when we were recording this. Well, it felt like for... Like 10 days. For, for a few years... Like maybe sort of f- five years ago, and for for a few for a couple of years before that, four or five years ago, everything everything was racist. Like everything was racist. There was a new thing every day. Now this is racist, and now this is racist, and it's like, and and mm. it, for a while that went away, and now it's come back, and I don't think as many people cared as they did before, except the people who really care and won't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> So you're saying like racism's been around for a while and people are caring less and less apart from the people pretending to care? Yeah, sort of. I mean, I think they're tearing down statues of Thomas Jefferson now, which is like, like he mm. didn't he found America? Isn't he one of those? He's one of the founding fathers. I don't know. I mean, look, you could there was there's a thing going around. There was oh yeah, there was a big protest in London about people trying to protect Winston Churchill. Yeah. <laughs> And like, because, and again, it's very confusing at the moment, but there's a lot, and right, so I believe the premise was, well, I saw a lot of things online claiming that people were saying that that Winston Churchill was a fascist. Right. And um, I don't know how true that was, that people believe this, but (laughs) I've seen enough people that there's definitely some people who believe this. I'm pretty sure. And it's like, I I don't know, I don't know, but surely he's the worst fascist in the world. (laughs) Yeah. To have destroyed. Defeating the most fascist person. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, well, you know, he's a fascist. Like, well, okay. Well, okay. If he is, he's a bad fascist, right? Is that, can we go there? Is that, that, we agree on that? Two wrongs don't make a right. Are you sure about that? Like, yeah. I think, <laughs> in this yeah, I think there's quite a, quite a maybe few. Maybe they do. Um, I mean, that's a pretty big right to have defeated Hitler. What the, what I mean about like what I was saying before about it's it doesn't feel like it's a debate. Like these people, a lot of people, a lot of active, a lot of pretend social media activists. We'll call them that because I'd say if you're mm. a social media activist, you're different to someone who's actively being an activist and do 
doing things. There's at least a line there. So social media activists, I think it, it's not a debate. They just want to scream. Yeah. And I'm all for screaming. And uh, this is my one political belief, I guess, that applies to everything, is that I just don't understand inconsistency. That's mm. all. That's all. That's my whole thing. It's just if you say something and you openly disagree with what you are yourself saying and promoting i don't understand like yeah. it, i just go i just i can't have that conversation with you anymore it's so just, it's like i'm all for screaming at the world but don't pretend like you're saying something incredibly moving and and, and patriotic or, or whatever it is to your faction just be like uh just i'm just saying it because i need to vent like okay i can yeah. forgive you for that <laughs> but most people are just like it's um i i think most people are sort of willingly willfully disingenuous in that they're not standing for something they're just supporting their team mm. like i don't I, I and again you could say like i'm just blindly following it. i mean i used to joke about uh, i love the queen i love the royal family and my whole defense was mm. well because yeah like, well, i, I remember defend you, that i would just be like yeah, yeah. when we were in uni you were always like, quite a royalist and I was yeah, like, it was just for laughs. I just found it funny to blindly, loyally follow somebody, yeah, <laughs> and just be open about it. Well, just cause, just fuck it, you know. It's, no, it's, it's just decided one day, I'm just going to agree with everything well, like, that, that, that that does. The thing and is, just- you were the first person I'd I'd sort of known very well who was from the south. Like, I all my friends were like northern people, so I was just like, right. maybe it's just southern people. Maybe this is just they live closer to the queen, so she's she infects their brain more than she does with us or something. Yeah, like. the radio waves from the crown <laughs> they just they, they they emit within like twenty miles or something. Like that. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, if you're just open about it, it's like, look, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just saying this, and yeah. you're like, oh, I'm just doing this because of a silly reason. You go, like, okay, cool, I can understand that. It's just when it's it's presented as something to be taken seriously. Yeah, just go well. Let's take it seriously then. No. Oh, well, what do you want? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. So yeah, like that's what makes me think it's not a debate. I mean, there was, I mentioned a bit later, but I guess it kind of ties in. There was a thing this week about a disgraced Labour member of Parliament wrote to Kellogg's to complain about cocoa pops. Okay. That was a main story this week, oh, I and think it was I saw because Cocoa Pops has a monkey on the on the oh. thing, whereas Rice Krispies That's has f- got three dwarves or whatever they are, elves or you know, just I she calls s- them white boys. I'm not sure whether they're the t- stereotypical white boys, but <laughs> I something. saw someone post that on Facebook, but it was written as my son came up to me and said, "Isn't it weird that Cocoa <laughs> Pops have got a monkey on them?" And the Rice Krispies have got three white guys. Were his words? Were the eight-year-old son's words? His <laughs> <laughs> white guys, fucking yeah. coming along. It's just one of those, and Stand everybody stood up and clapped. Things like it's just it's fucking <laughs> bullshit. So maybe that was maybe that's how she learned of it. But yeah, she just wrote to Kellogg's to to, to have that argument. And he, all right, you just go look. This is a typical example. I go, okay, what? because I'll I'll help you. I'm I'm a helper. I'm a I like to help. I like, I'm a, I'm a sister. So it's like okay, let's get your point across. Let's figure out what's going on and let's uh, let's push this. So what what is your point? Well, you know, she said something along the lines of Rice Krispies and Cocoa Pops are completely identical. They're the same cereal except for the texture and the flavor. You go okay. Well, I quest. Well, so it's the same, but the flavor's different. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The flavor's different. Okay. 
and well, it, one's chocolate, okay, and one's not chocolate, okay. Maybe this and uh, one of them explodes, and one of them doesn't explode. Yeah, okay. So they're not the same, are they? I can't get behind you if what you're saying doesn't well, make any sense. It pops to me. a bit, but it's like it's that you could make that argument about two different flavors of milkshake. Yeah. Well, they're both milk. Yeah, okay. maybe different types of milk. But yeah, pops a little bit maybe, but I think Christ Krispies are famous for popping, whereas Cocoa Pops are not famous for popping. So they might pop a little bit, but I'm assuming Rice Krispies pop more from memories. Sure. That used to be the case. But then I used to like Lilt, and then Lilt changed its flavour. So I don't know whether, you know, Cocoa Pops did the same thing. Maybe Cocoa Pops were popping off in the 90s, <laughs> and then they slowly slowed down. Well, they tried to know. go to Choco Krispies for a while, and everyone revolted. That's- Yes, the American brand, isn't it? Well, the American name know. for the brand. Is it? Is that they what it is? to bring it over. Yeah, like that was a cultural divide was people going, there's no monkey on Coco Krispies or Choco Rocks or whatever. Yeah. It's a bird. And they're like, well, in America, it's, yeah, Choco yeah. Krispies and, or whatever. Or over Cocoa here, Krispies. it's a monkey. And it's not a monkey because black people. It's a monkey because kids like monkeys. Yeah, or you just... It's a cartoon. It, yeah. it, it's like it's, if you, again, I'd, I'd help you. What's your what? What's your point? Is it that it's the same and it's just marketed towards different demographics, or are you saying that because it's brown, we have to use a monkey for it? Yeah. Because then you go, okay, well, let's remove all monkeys from all brown brands. I guess <laughs> is that what you want? Would that would that fix your problem? Yeah. No. Okay, so it's an emotional problem or it's a political problem that you're just trying to. If you're going to do that, then fine. That's how ideas come about. But don't just say that. Well, this is this is it. Case closed. Like, oh, case closed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Don't know how to do that. Um, but there's a little bit of a thing that goes on here, which again, yeah, which is why I brought this up. Which is um, the owner. Or there, no, right. So this is the paragraph. Uh, John Harvey Kellogg was one of the co-founders of the Race Betterment Foundation in 1906. Okay. Uh, which is a eugenics pr- a project to stop races mixing for fear it will dirty the bloodline. Okay. Um, so that's Kellogg. All right, right. Uh, but when was this? <laughs> this was 1906, so like just the other day. Right. right? And you just yeah. go, like, it, it, and again, you go, okay, right. This information has come to light. Maybe we publicize that more. And you go, right, that guy was wrong. You could maybe even go to the length of saying that guy was evil if you believe that strongly in it. So like, okay, I'm all for that. But then why? I mean, he's dead, right? I'm mm. assuming he's dead if he founded a company in 1906. In 1906, yeah, ass- he, he, he lived off of chocolate rice. He's not going <laughs> to live that long. So... so- <laughs> So, I mean, there's there's that other fact or whatever that cornflakes was an anti-masturbatory campaign. So the guy had some weird ideas, and it resulted in cereal. So, <laughs> you didn't hear about that? I vaguely cornflakes to know stop how. masturbation. Yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, I still... uh, because the flavor is so bland that right. it doesn't excite anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, it was basically the idea. <laughs> So you go, look, okay, right, if you want to demonize this guy for uh, co-founding a racist uh, organization or campaign or whatever, I'm all for that. Fuck that guy. But I don't understand the logic of not buying Cheerios and thinking that that is damaging a dead guy. Yeah. Like, I can't make that jump. 
if you want to publicize that Kellogg, the guy who founded Kellogg's was a bad guy, then okay, let's do that. But that doesn't mean that the current company Kellogg's is a bad guy. Yeah. It's just, you're just trying to make that fit this and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So people like any anybody who's like advocating against Kellogg's Rice Krispies or whatever it is, you just go like, I don't understand your. Uh, what do you want out of this? What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Well, wasn't it like d- there it was? Doesn't go anywhere. There was a brown rabbit on Nesquik as well, and like it. It, it seems yeah. to me that you just you, your mascot represents the flavor or whatever of the thing that you're selling. Looks like the, what you're eating. Frosties, kind of a tiger, tiger is orange. Like, it makes... It's... Yeah. And people coming up with the car to the mascot idea are probably looking at the product and being like, what can we twin with this? Yeah. To try and make it kind of thing. I don't know. But this, uh, this did have a knock-on effect to other brands that I found that, that led me to... That made, reminded me of this. So Uncle Ben's Rice is changing its uh, icon as well. Again? They're removing... Again, yeah. They're, just, uh, they're removing that, um, which is... I didn't know, but Uncle Ben's is owned is owned by Mars Incorporated. <laughs> 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 which just sounds like an evil corporation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Mars Incorporated, uh, the parent company's incorporated. <laughs> Not only are we another planet, but we've also, you know, capitalised it. <laughs> uh, the parent company said in a release that as a global brand, we know we have a responsibility to take a stand in helping to put an end to racial bias and injustices. Do you? Injustices. <laughs> well, they, they make rice, mate. I mean... <laughs> Top, top tier <laughs> right and even then i go okay okay this makes sense uh, uh, you could argue that everybody has a responsibility to take a stand for what they believe in and to fight with what's right okay cool racism has no place in society we stand in solidarity with the black community our associates and our partners in the fight for social justice i'd remove social and just say just the fight for justice Social justice is a weird, vague term. Mars said, We know to make the systemic change needed, it's going to be a collective effort from all of us, just placating words here, individuals, communities, and organizations of all sizes around the world. And we're going to do this by changing the icon from Uncle Ben, which was... And guess, like, what is so wrong about having different demographics on brands yeah. If it seems to be effective. I don't understand how microwavable rice is meant to be oh, that's the real evil that's the thing. of racism. It's like I think if you have to look into it that much to figure out why it's racist, then you're kind of thinking about things too hard. Like I remember when I was a kid there was a brand of like jam or marmalade or something like that, and it literally had a gollywog on it. And it was like, Okay, yeah, I can yeah. that's yeah, get rid of that shit. Sort that fucking out right now. But then the Uncle Ben thing was like a guy in a bowler hat or something. Like, it was a black suit and it was a white face. And yeah. it was a cartoon of a man in a bowler hat. And it was like, well, that's that's obviously a slave owner. Or something like that. It was really, just <laughs> something really odd like that. And then they changed it a few years ago to, because they said that that was racist. They changed it to just a like a... Not a caricature, but sort of um, an illustration of a black guy. And this black guy was now Uncle Ben. 
So they did a complete 180 <laughs> of being like, well, it was a white guy in a bowler hat, and now it's a black guy that makes rice. I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I mean, it hasn't yeah, changed just, my opinion of what your crappy food tastes like in the slightest. Like, it's still garbage food for garbage people. It doesn't make any fucking difference, but it's just... But it just got like, it's just, just the, so what, racists aren't using Uncle Ben's rice? Is that, <laughs> is that the argument? Are you saying that because there's black, there's a black guy um, promoting or being the symbol of a, f- a microwavable food, is that negative in some way? Yeah. Or is it just you don't like drawings of people because a lot of people <laughs> don't like drawings of monkeys or drawings of this? And you go, yeah. again, I want to bat for you. I want to help but I just can't see what it is you're trying to hit. <laughs> it's just, it just, I think Aunt Jemima was the, uh, there was, she was a gollywog at one point. I think it's like a maple syrup or a marmalade or something. Yeah, like that, that one was like, and they had that changed. That's been removed as well. Um, Cause now it's just a, a, similar to uncle Ben, but it's a woman, I think. Well, didn't they? So s- they're changing that as well. The Aunt Jemima racism claim was the same as the, as the woman in, um, Tom and Jerry, wasn't it? Because that was said to be a racist thing because she was like a a housemaid or something like that. And the way that she Maybe. talked and the way that she acted was stereotypically black for a, for a, a, a woman yeah, who, like a who southern was, a, draw. Was, a, was a housemaid at the time or something like that. And they said that was racist. I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I think that and the Aunt Jemima thing they did were change the voice similar things. Of the Tom and Jerry woman. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I just, I... Uh, because they've made because the argument is that the system is racist therefore we have to change the system yeah it just feels like going through and removing all black people from food products or at least these two examples just feels like i guess you're changing the system yeah. but it feels like you're you're really kind of skirmishing around the idea of 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 it's, what's going on just... i don't i can't figure it out it seems fundamentally illogical to, for your whole worldview to be about altering things externally rather than altering them internally. Because you can be in full control of yourself and your own faculties and the way that you kind of operate in life. But if, if, if you have to alter the world, like the world around you to fit your view, then it's going to be an ongoing, ever-moving process and you're never, ever going to be satisfied with it. There's no, there's, it, it's it's mm. never going to be fixed because even as even once everything's equal, there's I mean, there's no such thing. There's 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 always going to be yeah. there's always going to be something, and it's just this consistent, constant dragging down of everything until there's nothing. It just it just it 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 I I I don't see I don't see how it can work. Well, it's the same argument as the as the wage gap, right? It's like if you believe that. Uh, women are getting paid less than men then why aren't people doing something about it Mm. and the reason is is because they say well the answer is for the system to start paying women more and the system goes okay let's look into this and they look at the information they go we we don't think there needs to be a change so then it's just people yelling about how corrupt the system is rather than trying to figure out how to fix it themselves. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing with, well, you know, I can't do anything. It's the same as procrastination, I guess. I can't do anything until X, Y, Z. Yeah. It's like, well, just, but if you fe- if you genuinely feel like this, then why don't you go forth and do something? It's like, no, 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 no. I, I'm just as, I'm just a person. 
You go, well, if you're a person who believes something and wants change, then just go forth and do something. Mm. I'm all for it. It's just in order to, if in order to get to that bridge, they have to start figuring out what they actually believe. And that is, as I've experienced, is a difficult and long process of trying to understand a, a complex topic, which takes time and energy to go through and, and ask all the right questions and figure out all the right answers to be like, okay, yeah, this is what I definitely believe. And, and I'm going to enforce that. Then you've got to figure out how to enforce it. So it's just easier to say, um, Uncle Ben is a massive racist. Yeah. Or the, this microwavable rice is evil. You're like, oh, I, I, th- I think I, you, just... you're, you're venting your frustration without having to take on the responsibility and the, and the pressure of actually trying to fix something. Yeah. I mean, there's just a, it's just a strange attitude to feel that you can get to a point with yourself where you're like, no, I'm, I'm happy. I don't need to develop anymore. So now I now I can I can change everything else. Like I think that's mm. just it's it's misguided and at, at worst it's misguided. At best it's misguided. Sorry. At worst it's just fucking arrogant. Like you, you, you the the idea that that you know best because you've you've worked completely on yourself. You've worked on yourself to completion. Like I'm the best mm. I can possibly be now. So now all that's left to do is change everything else. Like it's it's. I think it's as well. It's this, it's this feeling of um, uh, being looked after, or your destiny lies in other people's hands. Of like the reason that I'm getting paid less is because the world is evil, or mm. the reason that I, I I'm feeling this way is because of the world treating me a certain way. I think unfortunately a lot of people like myself come to the conclusion of like the world's a horrible place. It's going to make you feel horrible. Yeah, if you're going to rely on waiting for the world to fix your problems, you're never going to have your problems fixed. You need to figure out how to do it yourself, and that means, and that's a long journey. That's it's not as easy as like, oh, well, okay, I'll just stop, I'll just stop doing this, and I'll start doing this, and everything's fixed. You go, no, it's like a whole quest of trying to figure out what to do with your life. Yeah. And I think people just go like, well, you know, it's easier just to complain until something changes. And this just feels like if this is the... Ch- you can't be happy with this change. But I'm sure, again, I know people who will be happy. Well, you know, we did... We put up a good fight and now Uncle Ben's rice is now called, I don't know, just just rice. Yeah. And I'd prefer that, to be fair. More <laughs> simplified. Yeah. Just eggs are eggs. Yeah. Eggs one, right? And then everyone gets a number. And then you figure out which eggs you like. And I'll have eggs five, please. You know, it just seems simpler. It just seems weird. But again, it could just be for marketing reasons, I guess, this whole controversy. Yeah. Uh, it goes on. Uncle Ben's was founded by Converted Brand Rice. <laughs> <laughs> so it was caught. <laughs> I'm thinking of starting up a company <laughs> of rice. What are you going to call it? Converted Brand Rice. <laughs> ah, <laughs> brand in the title. In the title, by co-founders Eric Husenlaub and Gordon Harwell. Uh, the name Uncle Ben began being used in the 40s after Harwell and his business partner discussed a named, a famed Texas farmer referred to as Uncle Ben, who was known for his rice. So the name was based off of a famous rice farmer. Okay. I didn't know that, I genuinely didn't know that they farmed rice that much in America, in Texas. Uh, but I guess farmers farm everywhere. Uh, the image of the black man on the box was modelled after Frank Brown, a waiter at the restaurant where they had the idea. So it was just like a sketch of, we need Uncle Ben, he looks fam- family friendly. Maybe I'm they getting it that wrong. Out. Maybe, it was, maybe I'm thinking of a different character. 
I don't know. Well, this was in the 40s. Yeah. I don't know whether it was founded in the 40s, but it was, they changed, they started the Uncle Ben in the 40s. Yeah. Um, but, but, But critics have pointed out the problematic use of a black man to be the face of a white company. Uh, okay. Critics have pointed out the problematic use of a black man to be the face of a white company. So, you, it, so you can't. So the 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 icon of the brand has got to be representative of either the people working at the company or the people who own the company. I think right. is what they're saying, right? So that's the problem with Cocoa Pops. The guy who owns Kellogg's isn't a monkey. And then, I, t- I can't, I can't get behind it. I can't. No, I don't. I don't understand that. Right? It's silly. Because then, I guess it. And it. What that feels like is just a really reactive comment of like they've got a black man on the box, but it's owned by whites. You're like, okay. So, I mean, what's what? What? What do we do with that? Do you like the rice? Oh yeah, I love yeah. the rice. Okay, but you hate looking at the rice. No, I love looking at the rice, but the, you know, it's it's a bit it's controversial, isn't it? Yeah. Not really. I mean, uh, yeah, but the white guy's profiting from the black guy's... Uh, yeah, but the the cartoon didn't make the rice, right? <laughs> like, what's the te- the microwave technology? I don't know, it wasn't... I don't know, should should all... Should they change their icon if they like, get bought by would you, a, a, would you have a, problem, a Filipino company? Would you have a problem with a, with a black guy franchising KFC? Like, yeah, it's just... Probably you're not. You're putting so much importance on a mascot. yeah. Like it should be on the team, right? You should be focusing on the team rather than the mascot. Yeah. Just seemed, uh, yeah. Just like I said, noting that black men were often referred to as boys or uncle to avoid calling them Mister during the Jim Crow era. So I think c- calling right. him Uncle Ben was a okay a culturally racist term because they didn't want to call him Mister Ben. Right. They called him uncle, but. That could he could also be someone's uncle, and it was a f- well maybe the famed farmer was being referred to as Uncle Ben in a racist way. Yeah, maybe. I'm trying. I don't know. <laughs> I'm um, really trying. It was it was Home Pride that I was thinking of, not Uncle Ben's. The the white guy in a bowler hat that was Home the, Pride. The mayonnaise or the sauce, isn't it? Home Pride. Yeah, I think. yeah. Oh yeah, that weird marshmallow-looking man with yeah. that. I know him. Yeah, no, Uncle Ben's has always been a black guy, apparently. Yeah, well, I, I, like, just, I know they're trying to make sense. And this is obviously, they're trying to evoke change. And you go, okay, the change they're trying to evoke, is it worth it? Is it going to solve the problem? No. Okay, but is it still relevant? Maybe, let's have a look into, and then just, how how are you meant to avoid this problem recurring in the future? Yeah. And I guess it's just whoever owns the company needs to have a racial mirror on the mascot of the just source give it a few months and it's just going to be ben's and there's not going to be any picture on it or anything it's just going to be ben's rice and then there'll be an Fuck argument it, as rice, to why right? the name ben is racist <laughs> and just as a start and everyone racism, in the world named ben will have to change their name <laughs> this, this, this feels like a weird stand like this is their stand against racism they've uh, mars incorporated have said that racism has no place and we need to make a stand yeah and this is what we're gonna do we're gonna rebrand and remarket okay it doesn't i don't think there's gonna be less racism in the world because of this it just feels like a strange 
thing to push. I yeah. guess seems odd. Well, I just don't get. I don't get the. I don't get the kind of pressure in companies to do this stuff. It's like I. I mean, unless they're purposefully being overtly racist, which they're obviously not being because they wouldn't survive in the industry. Like they, they, their stocks would tank and the whole place would go out of business because that's just how it goes. Like, if you disagree with it, just don't don't buy it. It's just an extremist way racist. of finding recruitment. It just feels like I said before, like it's like a, there's a load of factions going on, and there's uh, there's such an extreme way of being like trying to find somebody who agrees with you and ousting someone who doesn't. You'd be like, oh yeah, he probably eats Uncle Ben's rice, the fascist. <laughs> like, what, like uh, it's, <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, like it used to be, it used to be veganism, right? It was the stereotypical extreme um, click. Of like, if you don't do this, then get out. Or if you, you know, if you believe yeah. in this, then I mean, you're it's not still really kind of a is. vegan. Well, kind of, but I think it's it's been more and more like publicised. Of like, you know, there's actual like cultural vegans, like societies that just don't really eat meat or dairy. Yeah, it's just part of their culture. They've yeah. done it, and they don't really brag about it. It's just a way of life. So it's become more and more publicised that like there's just ordinary people who have this dietary custom or this dietary choice, but these people making it political you just go i don't understand like you're you must be so lonely like (laughs) and i don't mean that as an it's mean it as like you're so desperately trying to push people away or um align yourself with people that you must be looking for one or the other you must be trying to figure something out and it's like if you keep on pushing people away because they eat blue smarties or they eat honey or they eat eggs or whatever it is it's just it's just, if you're if you're fighting that war then the people around you who think that is the war aren't going to be the most comforting of people i guess it's a strange mm. oh yeah i mean have you kept up with chaz um i i did in the first week or so <laughs> like because it was just fucking ridiculous um i'm not i'm not up I'm, to the minute up to date on it. i got i think i got uh, to uh, the point so- where they um uh where they where they created segregation um, unlike right. day four or something where they, good. they created, well, they, they made farms and they said, this farm is for the black oh, people yeah. and this one's for the white people. It's like, <laughs> that's, that's segregation guys. Right. And like day two, yeah. there was a warlord and like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a mess. Just go, like, the best thing that they could do the- is just let it play out and let them all destroy each other. And then you can be like, look, that's why we don't do this and everything will go back to normal. Yeah, well, I mean, this kind of thing's happened before, right? I mean, and it's just... Russia! Gets, I mean, Oregon, I think, was... <laughs> <laughs> Russia did well, it Oregon, right? on, like, a massive Last scale year. and killed millions of people. <laughs> no, but Oregon, there's always the odd people who go, like, this is my commune, get out. Yeah. And there was, like, police standoffs, like, I think within the last 12 months. And it just kind of, you know, gets... It's, you know, people go, oh, this doesn't really work, I guess, or whatever. And it's just, it seems the same. I love that they've called it Chaz. <laughs> I think that's the most, that's the best name for it. Yeah. Like it's like Capitol Hill something zone, right? Something like that. Yeah. Anti- I always forget what the A means. Good guy, whatever, with a good yeah. guy range. Aryans. I always forget what the A means. The Aryan zone. The A. Like, yeah. I- same. Yeah, yeah, it means something. But yeah, it's Chaz and it's six blocks of America that's been uh, 
taken over apparently yeah and when you say taken over like i again i haven't kept up to date with much of it i've just seen little bits of bobs that <laughs> just seem funny but yeah the police haven't like tried to get them out no like the mayor of seattle i think has been like we we are in agreement with this so the the local it's police a, aren't i mean doing it's a great way to lose your seat in Trump. office so just just go for it because I don't. Th- I don't think it's going to go down well with the business owners and with the law-abiding citizens who are still being like hounded by police for breaking the law. Like, how come we can't mm. break the law, but these people can? How come they get to take over half the fucking city and have no job and pay no taxes while we fix all the fucking roads for them? Like, it doesn't. It's it's a great it's, yeah. it's a it's a great way to fucking destroy your campaign and get yourself ousted from office because that's what's going to fucking happen. <laughs> but it's just interesting. It's just it's so, it's so much like child versus parent. Yeah, it's just so much like that, right? It's like I don't have to live here. I'm going to move out. Like, okay, where are you going to live? I'm going to live in a hotel. Okay, mm. well, you can't afford it. And what are you going to do? And what's what's the deal? And you know, this isn't. We're trying to help, and you can't see that we're trying to help. Yeah. And your argument for, I mean, the, there was a, a quote recently about this whole argument for defunding the police, mm. which is remove a lot, remove the the police are funded uh, much more than other public services in a lot of states. So the argument is the re because they're funded so much, that's why they're um, b- brutalizing the innocent. Well, that's and not, you go, well, that's, okay, that's well, not a thought out argument at all. Well, you just go. Well, how do you solve it? Like, what if you if you remove the funding for it? Is that just going to all go away? It might if the funding was being done badly, maybe. But you go. I think it was Jocko Wilnick said, like, mm. um, you know, you should have more money for more training for yeah. these people, so that they're better prepared and they're better understood, and that costs money. So we should put more money into it. And you go, yeah. that makes that makes sense, right? Of just. Yeah, they, these people get four hours a year of training. Yeah, you should give them was, weekly training. That's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Like the amount of like contact yeah. and responsibility that you have as a police officer to not only apprehend suspects but to also keep them safe at the same time, and you're trained for four hours a year to do that. Like <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. But you just go like, well, if you if you're so but again people don't it's not thought through they're not thinking through if we remove the money then the police are going to be um more pleasant because mm. you could go well part of the police budget will be salaries right should we give police officers pay cuts oh that's a discussion but do you think people getting paid less is going to make them more reasonable yeah i don't know they're going to they're going to be struggling to make ends meet there's going to be more stress in their lives then they're going to they're gonna, they might it doesn't feel they like already the, have it doesn't people, feel like a solution. They already have trouble attracting people to that job. It would get so much worse if they yeah. did that. Like I I understand the idea of reform. Reform totally makes sense. And but and every company, every business should be in a constant state of reform in some respect. You should mm. always be looking to make things more efficient and uh, and figure out where you're going wrong and how you can fix things. Particularly if you're serving the public like that on such like a massive scale. Like reform should be a constant thing. Um, and partic- and particularly now, now that it's in the spotlight, it seems like a very good time to do it and to and to start doing mm. that. But you can't. You, you're not going to reform such a massive thing by taking money away from it. Like I, that doesn't. That's not thought out. But it doesn't just, make any sense. But just go through the exist. Figure out what the example is, and you go like, okay, it, say you work out that that is 
an option that you think could work. It's not the only option. We can look at all the, we can look at many different options to try and figure out what to do. It's just, I guess it's the belief that money is evil and they're paying these people to have all these weapons to use on people. And you go like, if you want to argue for removing the weapons, you know, sure, we can have that conversation, but it becomes more and more complex and it's just people seem unwilling to go through the whole conversation. They just want to, I say this statement and if you disagree with me, then it's over. We're not We're not having this conversation. Yeah. It's the same as like, you know, um, I can't remember the example we gave, but yeah, Uncle Ben's is incredibly racist and if you disagree with me, well then I'm not going to marry you. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, all right. This conversation's over. All it's right. a weird job interview. It's just like a start. It's like so, a, so no rice at the barrier wedding. to we'll, entry. We'll go with pasta. That's fine. Yeah. It's all got to be like actually cooked rice instead of microwaved rice. Okay. Yeah. All right. I guess that kind of makes sense. But yeah, it's odd. Odd. It's a, I understand that people are angry. It's just, uh, yeah, it just seems like a strange... It just seems strange to, 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 to put up walls in front of yourself. But it's human nature, I guess, isn't it? People yeah. always have always done it and will always do it. But my solution to that has always been, well, everyone's an idiot. So you have to take like the everybody with a pinch of salt and be like... Yeah you're just working through something but the fact that they're trying yeah people are trying to supporting it just feels like ah this seems like ill-guided did you see the think you're going to be happy with how it goes speaking of ill-guided did you see the stuff from Chaz about the homeless people um uh uh, vaguely were they attacked no so it was like the i think it was it was either the first day or the second day all the kids came in and they're like, well, we're going to do it better. We're going to take care of the homeless. So they took all the homeless in to like wherever they were staying, like the hotels or something, and put all the food out, which was the food for everybody. And all the homeless people took the food and left because they're homeless and <laughs> fuck these people. Um, and, and then the, the kids sent out messages on Twitter to people in the outside world asking for food. And it wasn't just can can people bring food. It's it was food, preferably vegan substitutes, meat free meats and soy <laughs> products. It's like go fuck yourselves. Like that's <laughs> how. What planet are you living on? How fucking how fucking yeah. entitled are you? It's it's some it's it's a bunch What's of people of who don't need know the world. world experience at all. Well, just yeah. Well, it's just people not taking it seriously. They're, yeah. take, they're taking it angrily. I guess that's the way I would phrase it. Well, is they're not thinking thinking about things. They're just go. They're just channeling anger. Well, I was watching there's Tim a place Paul covering for that. it, and Tim Paul said they're all larping. Basically, like this this isn't like real life to them. It's all just like it's a big game. There's no real consequence to it. Or, or, mm. or if there is, they don't see it, and they're not acknowledging it. Like it's they, they, there's, they're just, they're just kids, and they're all, they're all playing a game. Yeah, they just want to be known as I was there when that happened. Yeah, you know, it's like it's a weird, uh, but it, it's just like I can't, I don't get too invested in it because I just go, yeah, because people are stupid. And it's just. Not that that's an, and that's not a negative. It's just I think that's just a fact of life that people are misguided and make mistakes and go through and do things. It's just just be consistent and you know be sure of what you believe when you start preaching it and yeah, just you know and and be forgiving of people. That's the big thing for me. For yeah, like the Kellogg's thing, you'd be like, well, that guy was bad, but you should forgive the twenty twenty Kellogg's Corporation 
Like, I don't think trying to attack them for race crimes about their owner in the 1906 is is a logical thing. It's just, you're just angry. That's the Liam Neeson effect of, like, you're blaming Kellogg's for something that this guy did in 1906. I understand the jump, but you can't say that what you're doing is wise and thought through. You'd be like, I just... You know, just stop. Figure out how to put your powers to better use, I guess. Mm. Which you did this week, didn't you? I saw this. Did I? Um, you made a post, uh, yeah, in Bengali, actually, um, <laughs> about BuzzFeed. What? <laughs> I posted a comment. Um, yeah, um, you wrote a, po- a BuzzFeed has closed um, for some reason. I can't remember. And you typed, na, 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 na. Na 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 na, and Facebook translated that into Bengali for me, because um, I thought it was weird. Because it just said no, 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 no. I was like, oh, it's Steve really likes weird statement. <laughs> yeah, it just written like broken up, and it was like rate this translation. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> All right, uh, cheers. Um, and uh, there's an option to never translate anything on Facebook to Bengali. Just <laughs> <laughs> thought it was funny. Well, we'll never have this problem again. Just stop translating Steve into Bengali, please. This is where we've been going wrong. <laughs> yeah. All your Facebook statuses have been in other languages. Yeah. They don't eat couscous in um, Bengal. <laughs> yeah. But you could rate the translate. I rated it five stars because I can understand everything, <laughs> and it was just like I, I, I did understand it. I, I can't fault it for, yeah. uh, for no, that, you know no, no, I mean? no, like, no, well, no, 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 no. This is great. Tra- a, a best translation I've ever read. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe uh, maybe that's the problem. Uh, in actual news, in, actually at my notes, I mentioned last week um, that you know China's been invading India. And uh, should look into it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's been conflicts, actual fights. I I heard like, that some people have died, but it's been very quiet for yeah. something that involves such a t- two massive populations. Yeah. Well, what's interesting because it's it, it is it is very interesting because I think, and I'm very stupid, but I think India and China have had tension for a long time. Yeah. Like a long time, there's been tension to the point where they've agreed. That they won't carry weapons, their armies won't have weapons. <laughs> so, so what happened was, um, yeah, the China's invade is going into the Himalayas. They're go- they're going, which is not their territory, and they came across um, Indian soldiers on patrol in their territory, and so they had a fight, but it was an unarmed fight. <laughs> Oh. So people were like throwing stones and like punches and, and stuff like that. And because it was in the Himalayas, yeah. lots of people fell to their death. Oh. Because you're on a fucking mountainside. <laughs> uh. But just, I can't think of anything more more cartoonish than two powerhouses, two, uh, two global superpowers having <laughs> having a war... <laughs> But it just being throwing punches with rocks. I'll read through the article because I seem to remember it being quite good. India has reacted with shock and caution to the loss of at least 20 soldiers on its disputed border with China. 
Um, the killings were sparked when a patrol of Indian soldiers encountered Chinese troops in a steep section of the mountain region they believed the People's Liberation Army had retreated from. The PLA. I don't know uh, who they are. I'm assuming it's not China, but maybe it is. Um, they'd retreated from. <clears throat> and if you retreat, there must have been a conflict before. So maybe they were chasing something up. In line with a 6th of June disengagement agreement. Okay, so there was an agreement to retreat and they retreated. The Indian government have alleged that what followed was a premeditated ambush on their troops by the People's Liberation Army. So there was an ambush without guns. Mm. So just out of the mountains, jumped. (laughs) 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 Then an Indian... uh, Oh, the two armies jostled and hand-to-hand fighting broke out. Neither side armed in line with decades of tradition supposed to ward off the possibility of escalation between the nuclear armed neighbors so there's been decades of this agreement of like don't carry weapons in case you start shooting the chinese or the indians right because <laughs> it's gonna result in nuclear war <laughs> <laughs> so instead uh an indian commanding officer was pushed from the narrow ridge and fell to his death in the gorge uh, this is where I like it. Reinforcements from the Indian side were summoned from a post about two miles away, and eventually 600 men... <laughs> 600 men <laughs> were fighting with stones, iron rods, <laughs> and other makeshift weapons. <laughs> like a playground fight, you know? You're like, oh, it's all kicking off in the fucking playground. Whoa. In the Himalayas. But... Kicking off, but the their global nuclear superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing stones, iron rods. Just, I found a, I found a bit of metal, mate. We're, we're golden. <laughs> Throw it like a javelin, Clive. <laughs> I found this in the tank. Why don't you use a tank? I'm not allowed to use a tank. <laughs> Not allowed, mate. It's decade tradition. Tradition. We don't use tanks no more. Uh, and in near total darkness. So it was at night time. So like pitch black. Just like, I think I heard something. Throw a rock over there. Global nuclear superpowers. Uh. Indian government sources said with most deaths on both sides occurring from soldiers falling or being knocked <laughs> off the mountain. <laughs> oh, God. At least four more Indian soldiers were said to be in critical condition. Um, Indian media outlets said intelligence sources claim up to 50 Chinese soldiers may have been killed in the melee but did not present the evidence. China's, um, China's choosing not to release that information yeah. For fear it will escalate tensions, is what they're saying. Right. Um, yeah, they didn't want to stoke public mood, which I guess kind of... One, you don't want to... If you did have more casualties, you probably won't be great. But I understand that... I hope the intent of it is like, look, let's not make it into a competition and let's avenge the Himalayan 50 or whatever it is. You know, it's just like, no, it's yeah. just... Something happened. It's fine. It's just silly. Thank God they didn't have guns because 600 people shooting with guns in the dark on a mountain yeah. would have been worse. <laughs> but yeah, just fucking hand-to-hand war. Maybe it's the future. <laughs> well, what? There was, uh, I can't remember. I can't remember who said it. It was someone famous. But they said, um, they said, I don't know what 
I don't know what weapons will be used in World War Three, but World War Four will be fought with sticks. And it was the oh, idea okay. that like yeah. that that everything's just going to be destroyed, whatever's next. Which is right if it's like nuclear. Um, yeah, I can't remember who said it, but I was like, yeah, that's that's probably about right. But maybe we could do World <laughs> War Three with sticks, <laughs> iron rods, stones. Yeah, just like just people bumping into each other. I mean. It seems strange in this day and age that there is uh, border, what do they call it? Um, disputed borders. I mean, how much of the Himalayas do you want? I mean, I guess land is important always, right? But you go, well, this is how conflict starts. So everyone kind of agreed on one yeah. one thing. It all started but with then the that Battle was what of Sticks World and War Stones. II, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and falling to your death. Yeah. But that was apparently the thing that led to World War Two, right? Was after World War One, borders were drawn for Germany, and it was unrealistically small. Right. So that led to resentment. That led to yeah. wanting to grow. That led to all that kind of stuff. So it's always, I guess, borders can always be kind of rough and annoying. But yeah, good. On, I think if everyone in the world chose to have a tradition of not fighting wars with guns, I think the world would be a much more brilliant place. Well, I think, I, I think, I think much less people would fight. I think once you're, once you're confronted with the idea of like, Oh, I don't, I don't get like a proper weapon. I have to go in and be a man about this. Most people don't want to do it. Well, I've heard as, as a YouTuber, I watch for like historical videos called Lindy Beige. Who's uh, really quite good? It's just like a mini lecture, a mini chat about nerdy historical war stuff. Yeah, but he made a good point about um, stuff like post-traumatic stress disorder and the trauma of war nowadays was probably a lot less prevalent hundreds of years ago. I thought because this. it's so much more stressful now. Because yeah. just in World War Two, like you could be standing having a conversation with a friend in a safe area, and then a bullet comes from two miles away and kills him or you. That's yeah. going to put you on edge. Yeah. And then suddenly everything explodes. You're like, it would be very different when you were in like the, you know, an, an archer or a shield bearer. <laughs> Just like, yeah, I'm here with my friends. You know, they're probably, we don't want to hurt anybody. It's just, we kind of have to do this for a bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, we won. Hooray. But that's the thing. Like, it, it, it's battles a life and things like that didn't last that long. Certainly not when and compared to And they weren't that the, huge. No. Like when you think like trench yeah. warfare, that was, that was years yeah, of like being bombed and yeah. like just experience on edge the whole time. So like, yeah, if you remove the guns and the artillery and stuff, it could, could be well, it could be a better place. Yeah, it's just so unbelievable. I can't. I could. I couldn't believe that it happened. <laughs> he <laughs> fell off the Himalayas. <laughs> they were ambushed by people without weapons. <laughs> That's the first rule, right? In the the People's Liberation Army. Is, oh, they get a weapon. Oh, it's had an iron rod. All right, yeah. well, fair enough. <laughs> In other similar news, um, Poland accidentally invaded the Czech Republic last month. <laughs> Just... Uh, <laughs> what? We had this before. We had one before about a guy who got drunk and stole a tank. Yes. And I think it was in Poland or he went into Poland or he went out of Poland or something like this. But this one was genuinely the Polish army thought they owned this church. Oh. And the church was in the Czech Republic. (laughs) (laughs) So there was like, there was a border, right? And it was basically, uh, the border was this stream or this river and a bridge. And just after the bridge was a church that was the, and that was the Czech Republic and the Polish border. And so Czech people were trying to go to the church and the Polish army was like, no, no, this is Polish. 
which is a, decor- <laughs> that yeah. is a declaration of war, right? I mean, it's sad. Yeah. We've expanded Poland's territory by about five metres. Yeah. With the, the People's Front of Judea. You know, it's just like they're claiming it for, for, their, country, for their fatherland. Um, yeah, Pol- Polish troops guarding the frontier as part of coronavirus measures. Okay, so, so they were guarding the border to stop people coming in and out because of quarantine. Um, seized a chapel on the Czech side of the border and they stayed there for several days. And they just I'm assuming they either thought it was part of theirs or it was just born and like, we're tired of standing on this bridge that building on the other side will stay in that and at least it's shelter or whatever. Yeah. But when they started preventing the check from using it, I guess it becomes something a little bit dodgy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they had to phone the army. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, uh, the Polish are here. <laughs> um, could you, can you retreat to your army, please? Yeah. What? You, yeah, your army's invaded us, please. Can you bring Stop. more Bibles. We've got guests. <laughs> Poland has described the incident as a mistake. However, the Czech Foreign Ministry yeah. has said it has yet to receive an official explanation. Yeah. Because, yeah, it could just be dumb fucks, but it could also be being entitled, like, no, we're, we're instead of standing on this bridge, we're going to go and, and ha- occupy that building and use that to, to sort yeah. something out. Could just be being rude. How rude. Um, speaking of rude, lastly from me, uh, in coronavirus news, oh. hundreds have tested positive for COVID-19 in a German slaughterhouse. Uh, so, okay. why are they in this slaughterhouse? <laughs> <laughs> I just like the headline. It's a pretty boring thing, but I just like the idea of the this glossing over the idea that Germany is housing hundreds of people inside slaughterhouses. Yeah. It just seems a little bit more suspect. How very German. Yeah, th- a thousand workers. <laughs> More than a thousand workers were tested, uh, so people just working at this German slaughterhouse, which is still quite alarming, right? I mean, if a Germans of like these people working in a slaughterhouse, which are dealing with food that you're going to deal with, yeah, is, is going to be. You think there is there'd be more measures be taken? Issue. Um, yeah, well, they, they tested them, and it's a, it's a symptomless disease. There's only so far you can really expect to go, really. But yeah, it's a, it's still still testing positive it seems but apparently the surface uh, theory of like oh if you touch a door and then someone else's touches that same door they can catch it Mm. apparently that's been uh, debunked a little bit it's mainly just person to person so yeah it's just on your breath or whatever yeah you just same way that the flu you know you're you're coughing it on somebody like the sun will will burn most of the disease apparently if you leave it on the road or something like that right yeah, fair I enough. Don't know. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, it still seems everyone's bored of it by now. But uh, I just, see. yeah, everyone's kind of just wanting to get back to normal. I, I I heard on the news there were like massive queues outside of Primark. I was like, it was bad enough being yeah. in Primark. Why would you want to queue outside of it? Well, I just I just simply don't understand it. Like anybody who like right, either you really need to get clothes now. Mm. and it's i'm assuming that means it's for an event there's no events yeah but assuming you need it now you probably you're not allowed to try on the clothes like you can't just go in and start putting clothes on to try so you have to know your size going in and if you know that then just order, order them online just order it online it'll be, yeah. it'll be easier but i think there's a whole culture of going shopping that i don't really uh, yeah it's i don't a, really understand it's a pastime but standing in queue for three hours like is that shopping is that 
I don't know. No, that's shit. An excuse to meet up with someone, I guess. Yeah, you know, but... me and my friend always go shopping, so we'll go. Okay, fair enough. We'll just go for a walk. Odd. Yeah, but you're not losing. I don't know. Like I say, it's a whole culture that I just don't yeah, understand. Is, yeah. is going. I I understand shopping a little bit if I wanted. Like when I was younger, I used to be like, "Oh, I'm gonna get clothes." Now I just order green shirts. So it's yeah. just yeah, yeah, it's just like I understand it maybe, but it's not I'm not connected to it at all anymore. No. But yeah, slow. I think in two weeks from today, or the beginning of July, beginning of July, they're starting to open up some of the other services. So we'll see how that goes. Mm. You see the gyms that are opening in California, maybe? Oh, uh, no. Yeah, very Dexter. Very oh. Uh, oh, what? clear plastic sheets of- sheeted boxes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, with just Either people inside these pods. or don't. Don't be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they, should, they should just... Well, it's just... Yeah. Oh, it's, I'm, I'm interested. Two weeks from the protests will be the interesting figure. Yeah. Because I think as much as I believe uh coronavirus and that you're social distance and everything i think it would be hard for society to argue if there hasn't been any spread yeah after, after all of these large protests public gatherings like huge yeah and i think it could put that could be the case and still coronavirus is around and you need to still social distance it could have just been everyone was lucky or you know it was because of the precautions that we were able to do it but if it turns out that there aren't any, I think it's going to be, well, it could just be, be very interesting. The majority of people situation. will get it and the majority of people will be asymptomatic. Yeah. Like, yeah. if it's been here since, it's like, be November or whenever it was meant to have actually been been here from, like, hmm. I mean, it's had a, that's a fair chunk of time now for it to, and it, it's not like it takes, it takes a lot for it to pass from person to person. You see, Stephen Crowder did a change my mind on it. Uh, I t- I don't I don't watch him. He he, he annoys me. I I don't necessarily he disagree with him. I just don't like the way he operates. I don't I don't think Same. He, I, I, I like find the, him disingenuous. I like the idea. Well, yeah, I don't I don't like him either. I think the way that he argues is somehow is somewhat manipulative or uh, you know crowd pleasing or whatever. But I like the idea of the change my mind. So I find that I think that's definitely the. I, I think it's a premise that you can't really argue with. No, no. It's just like oh, we're just going to have the discussion. So yeah, he had a discussion about COVID um, figures. COVID death figures are inflated. Right. And these it, it makes the point of if you die of any cause and you have coronavirus, you are ticked yeah. as a coronavirus death. Well, that's already you been go, said. Okay, that's an interesting point. That's already been said by a bunch of people yeah. in the medical industry, where it's like if we say it's coronavirus, we get more money. So yeah, yeah, we we just and that, that's basically his premise was like I think people have been saying this. Am I wrong? Let's figure it out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so it's definitely becoming more and more de- not debunked, but more uh, yeah, pe- more against it in the public eye. I think there's more and more people being like like yeah, if there's no new cases because of this, the all these protests and marches, you go yeah. Like, I think everyone's gonna say fuck you and and do it any and and do whatever. Yeah, it's it's you get to a certain point where you're like, well, how 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 much how how much can we can we kind of damage the economy before that realistically starts affecting more lives than the virus would have? 
Yeah, um, and that was an argument for a while. Is like the mental health diseases that have grown because of this outweigh the deaths of the vulnerable. Yeah, but not it's just like, that. Like you're cutting the like... you're cutting the chain of supply. You send you you people are losing yeah. their jobs, so you're sending them into poverty. And it's like you can't realistically say, well, the government will just pay for everybody because that's not how the fucking world works. Mm. And again, that's an example of a potentially controversial argument. I go, hey, if you if you if you believe that, if you believe that the vulnerable should be sacrificed in order for the greater good, I can understand that argument. I don't I think the vulnerable that. should be sacrificed, but I think we need to have uh, be realistic about who is and isn't vulnerable. I don't think I'm vulnerable, and I don't think anybody else like me is particularly vulnerable. Like at this at this age or whatever, by all means, protect protect people who are weak, protect people who have illnesses, protect people who are old. But that's not most of the population. If you were to spend your time yeah. concentrating so, on them and putting measures in for them and and whatever, and letting everybody else just get back to work and start producing money so that those people can be supported, then I, I think p- things would probably clear up much quicker than they will. Right, so I understand what you're saying of like, um, instead of social distancing, invest money in protecting the specific group of people. Like yeah. the people, the people who, who are more likely to be affected by it. Yeah. Yeah. So then I guess that it becomes seems a like it would cost less in the long run. More. Yeah, it seems like it would cost mm. less to protect that sector of people in the long run than it would to, to try and put cotton wool around everybody and just see how it goes. But then I guess you're uh, people who don't know that they're vulnerable. People they discovered that it's still going to result in more fringe case of people dying from it because we're we're kind of letting the disease thrive. Perhaps again, but this again, isn't me, this, we're saying like it's a case of we're still stumbling around in the dark. Now we still don't really know how many people like have the and Chinese got army it. and the Indian army. <laughs> yeah, we're still throwing <laughs> sticks and stones at this virus and like, on a mountain. On a mountain, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the odd person falls off, but most of us don't even know it's there. Like, yeah, I, I think we I, we I need a reasonable well, idea a, as to how far it's spread, and and to how many people are actually asymptomatic, and we need to be able to test enough people to figure out how much of that is the case before we can, uh, before before we can say so, like how dangerous it actually is. Yeah, that's the, thing. that's the time frame, isn't it? It's yeah. like, well, that's going to be in a year's time. So it's like, well, what do we do in the meantime? It's like, well, yeah, can just everybody... St- and it is reasonable to expect people to do it, but it is also, like, against human nature. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah, it's just going to cause problems. But yeah, if it's, a, if it's a case of what do you want to risk more? And in the isolation example, you're wanting to risk average people's mental health to protect the more physically vulnerable. Mm. It'd be interesting to see how that shifts based on the amount of time uh, that you're wanting to invest in it, I guess. Yeah. Because, yeah, you could certainly argue that we'll take precautions to save everybody, but at the end of the day, there's going to be some people that are going to be more at risk than others. And it's just, a, if you accept it, yeah, fine. Okay, cool. But yeah. yeah. We should save everybody by everybody getting better. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, sorry, that's me for this week. That's all right. Um yeah, just a just a few things. We did we did coronavirus just so I'll, I'll do this one and then that's coronavirus stuff out of the way. Um a coronavirus oh. patient in India has died after family members visiting him in hospital unplugged his ventilator to plug in an air conditioner. 
A decades, decades old tradition of uh, fuck ventilators. We're we're warm. Oh God. Oh no, that poor. So family. right, so it's that, such a fuck up. The, th- the thing is, it's it's on the surface, it seems really bad. In in actuality, it's kind of it's kind of tragic. So like, they unplugged the, the ventilators have a battery. So they unplugged it and plugged in the air conditioner, and then forgot to plug it back oh. in when they left. <laughs> like have you ever accidentally defrosted a freezer they did that with their dad <laughs> well, it's like, yeah it's just it like if you ever like if you ever on a journey and you're like did you uh did we did we turn the oven off yeah <laughs> did you did turn we... dad back on again uh, well, there should have been an alarm right and a, there should have been safety precautions well, but no, just, yeah, it's oh, just it. like, there's that no, family's life is over there's no alarms or anything like that until he goes critical and, you, and his heart rate monitor and everything like that starts going off which is long after they've gone and long, and I guess there's lots of beeps anyway right if yeah a beep for a low battery it might be similar but oh. <laughs> Just as bad as it is for the guy, just like the family. I mean, like one of the things I've had about this whole epidemic thing is like, I think now it's technically legal for me to visit family. Yeah. And to, you, can, you can share, you can become part of another household, right? Yeah. So like it's legal to go visit people. But um, it's just a feeling of like, hey, if just running that risk. And I don't, you know, I've been incredibly, uh, the only breaches I've had is going to the supermarket. Other than that... <clears throat> I've been pretty completely self-isolated, so I don't. Yeah. No real reason why I'd be like, "Oh, I've probably got it." If just the running the risk well, of potentially infecting a family member, yeah, like, I could. Their life would be changed forever. Yeah. So unplugging and killing <laughs> by accident, so that you can have an air conditioner, or even if he can have an air conditioner, just oh no, <laughs> the guilt, uh, so much guilt. Yeah. Yeah. People getting them like rechargeable batteries for Christmas. Been, ah, uh, remember, remember when your son died? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Every time your phone goes low on battery, you get daddy issues. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Such sad times. Uh, um, yeah, hey, they had an air conditioner for a bit. It's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was too hot. Not bad. Um, <laughs> A uh, a woman dressed as the Cookie Monster was found OD'd behind the wheel of her car after dropping off her kids at daycare. <laughs> Unpack that. <laughs> Before or after, she must have. I think it would be funnier if it was afterwards because it feels like if you're going to wear the Cookie Monster suit, like get a full day's worth out of it. No, it was like this is my secret Cookie Monster suit. Yeah, I don't want my kids knowing, like Santa Claus. Like I don't want them knowing that Santa Cookie Monster's not real. So I'd be like, fuck it, I'll do it. And just quick and meth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> really fucking going for the role play. <laughs> well, I could role play any character. Which one would do the most meth? Cookie, Cookie Monster. Monster. <laughs> Oh, I wonder how quickly it went from great to bad. <laughs> meth, 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 dead. <laughs> she whatever drug it was. She didn't die, apparently. Like, she was, like, police found her and took her in, and then they, like, they they pumped her stomach or some shit like that. But she was essentially OD. Oh, okay. Uh, and they, just, like, they haven't really taken a report much further. They've just said, police don't know why she was dressed as the Cookie Monster. 
And that was that was the end of the why report. Not? Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're going to Just OD, make it in the weirdest way possible. Like, always, always, <laughs> always, always leave him asking questions. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, there was lots of lots. I think it was heroin, right? Heroin um, and LSD brought out some incredible musical creations in history, and uh, so I'm sure that some drugs also, if, 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 you know, emit Cookie Monster fantasies. Yeah, that uh, you know really change people's minds. But like, fuck it, let's do this. If you wanted to die, maybe you want to die as Cookie Monster, the living legend. Yeah. <laughs> Making a political point. Maybe she was saying that Sesame Street need to stop using Cookie Monster as a mascot from now on. Yeah. Um yeah, but I, I think it was it was more just an overarching metaphor for addiction. Like Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was it, it was it was a thought piece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, it's fine, yeah. <laughs> Any day where you decide to... Although, to be fair, I got spooked um, on Tinder by somebody um, who... Uh, well, it was spooked, but I couldn't quite get with the program. People fucking love Pokemon, right? Yeah. They love it. Yeah. I can't... I, I've never really understood it. Like, I think I tried uh, collecting them as a kid, but I was told that it was evil and it was, oh. uh, it was a waste. I used to yeah, love the games. Very, Strange parental views about Pokemon cards. It turns out it's like this is this is this is the devil. Okay, mm. seems odd, but all right. We used fair to enough. get into so got, fights at school over the cards instead. Yeah, like, I think it was just like the money investment. They're like, oh, you shouldn't pay for these things. Like, okay, but uh, yeah. So I never really got Pokemon. I never really got the card game. And like, I've done deck building games before. I played Netrunner for quite a while and went to some tournaments and stuff like that. So I've mm. done like the deck kind of playing games quite well but stuff like magic never really got into so i don't think it's the format it's just it's the what they call it's called something but again it's adorableness isn't it what is it there's a the, the japanese term for adorableness or cuteness is what i think a lot of pokemon was based upon or there's a whole market in japan that's based off of adorableness and there's a there's a word for it i saw it in a video recently probably but yeah i don't I find them really adorable it. though yeah. it's just a cartoon like they're just no, cartoon. They go, pika pika yeah. Pika, pika! <laughs> and they fucking electrocute things. It's just, that's that's adorableness, people. That's what people love. All right. And it's just, yeah, something I couldn't really get on board. But yeah, there was uh, someone dressed up as a Pokemon. And I was a bit like, uh, hey, you know, you afraid of getting caught or something? Uh, it's something about you're going to, you're going to, you know, I don't want to see this outside my window. It's just like a, it's a thing. <laughs> I can't remember how we got onto Pokemon Tinder dating, but. Uh, uh, Cookie Monster. We got there somehow. Dressed Cookie, as Cookie Monster, Monster, yeah, yeah, yeah. So any reason to get dressed up as Cookie Monster, I can get behind. Just not Pokemon. I'm brand loyal. I'm. Yeah. What was that? What was Uncle Ben's originally called? Bland brand loyalty. <laughs> brand Rice. Conglomerated Brand Incorporate. Yeah. <laughs> Owned by Ordinary Mars. Van Incorporated. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, respect to the Cookie Monster. Yeah. Um, a, uh, a man in Vienna has been fined 500 euros for farting with intent um, in front of a police officer. Um, they didn't say <laughs> they didn't say intent to what. They just said he was farting with intent. He just he it was it was a, it was aggressive. It was aimed. It was uh, farted in their general direction. Yeah, 
Uh, City Police uh, wrote on Twitter (laughs) that, of course, no one is reported for accidentally letting one go. Um, They added that the man had behaved provocatively and uncooperatively during the encounter with officers that preceded the incident. Um, Said he got up from a park bench, looked at officers and let go a massive intestinal wind, apparently with full intent, they said. And our colleagues don't (laughs) like to be farted at so much. (laughs) Your Honour, so what's the charge? Provocative flatulence? (laughs) Well done. all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And again, you go, okay, I understand this. Yes, no one likes to be sh- like, um, what, what would be a, a more aggressive term for it? Uh, shit wind, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to be shit winded. You know, it's just yeah. like, it's not great. But you go, well, just, you have you have to deal with people with bad breath, right? You don't yeah. put them in prison for bad breath. No. You just go, it's just unfortunately part of the part of the world. Yeah. You I can't just, just arrest them, I guess. Just farting with intent. Like, intent to what? That's it, you're under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to prison. Uh. <laughs> um, uh, why yeah. would you want to put him in your car? You know, it seems, more, <laughs> yeah. it seems like more hassle. You know? Time to the roof. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and finally, oh, this cunt. And finally, um, oh. a man in the UK is suing a woman he dated for £136,000 for giving him a cold sore. Um, <laughs> Martin Conway, personal... Cold sores are weird, though, man. <laughs> Martin Conway, personal trainer and spineless tapeworm, said that he was left traumatised uh, and that uh, his date had a moral <laughs> and legal duty to warn him that her boo-boo might give him a boo-boo too. Um, <laughs> uh, res- oh, they are terrifying though like, ever since um, I heard a story about like because there's two different types of cold sores and one of them could be part of is it hepatitis I think one of the hepatitis it's all form and, um, of, of like, it's all forms of herpes outbreak. like it's just it's it's skin lesions like it's all it's all forms of herpes mm. it's just some you get on your mouth some you get herpes, on, your, herpes. on your genitals but like none of yeah. them are lethal like it's well that's the thing that makes it terrifying is that um yeah there was i read a story about um a dad gave his newborn baby like a kiss right and because he had a cold sore it killed the baby right like that's the only situation where you go like obviously that's insane yeah but it and it's very 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 rare and it's nothing to react about but you just go like that's for to me that that's always it's one of those things in my brain now of like if i have a kid just have to i don't know get a blood test before i touch it yeah just like because that again like unplugging your your, your uncle and you, you like, well, if you kiss your baby to death it's like oh no <laughs> Uh, horrific un- I sympathize I've, I've got no sympathy for this bloke at all um, as a result of, oh yeah enough, enough of that guy as a result of his <laughs> new lifelong condition um, he claims it has stopped him from pursuing his dream career as a lawyer as it's left him too scared <laughs> to leave his home <laughs> I can't object anymore <laughs> can't my, my face is open <laughs> just can't be a lawyer anymore. Too scared to leave his home. What an asshole. <laughs> he claims he can no longer uh, go cycling. Um as he worries <laughs> <laughs> he, he worries what if I fall over and something falls inside the coastal. <laughs> <laughs> he worries that the heat and the stress will cause a flare up. He's a twat. 
Um, in total, he's claiming £136,328 in compensation from his date, uh, most of which he claims is to cover fortnightly therapy sessions that he requires until the age of 79, as well as lost earnings. <laughs> <laughs> what a cunt. Like, I just, yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. <laughs> But uh, um, where, do you know where in the world this was? I can't remember. Uh, it, was, it just said UK. It didn't say where. It's in the UK yeah. as well. Like, we haven't really got that suing culture, really. No. So, like, in America, you go like, oh, I can kind of understand it. People are suing because of bleach or, you know, whatever. That's an opportunistic yeah. court but then you just see, or whatever. I saw, there's a picture of the bloke on the article, and it's like, yeah, you, you're never going to get anything else out of life. So just, yeah, do what you need. No, he's just an ugly guy. No, not not ugly, just pointless. Like he's just <laughs> <laughs> the coleslaw was an accessory. If anything, it probably helped. Yeah, you know, it gives him a bit more uniqueness. He's a, he's, he's just a no, waste but yeah, of just, a person. Okay, I mean, people are. I, I'm not an advocate for cleanliness. Right? Yeah, but like uh, people being very, uh, people are very, very, very weird about you know clean hygiene and, and disease. I guess. It's got like it's just the world is di- like before the coronavirus. I've got family members who won't touch handrails or press elevator buttons. Yeah, you know they'll have to do it with like their elbow or a glove or another piece of material to do it. Yeah, and it's all in your brain. It doesn't make any sense. You go like, oh well, then you're going to be fine. It goes through. I think I read somewhere that um, shit can transfer bacteria through eight layers of tissue paper. Wow. So, like. I don't understand. I think eight layers of tissue paper is probably pretty thick, probably like a little coat. Yeah. Like if you're pushing an elevator button, you're still going to get the bacteria on your finger. It doesn't really make that much of a difference. Yeah. It's beauty to make yourself feel better, which is fine. But I can understand maybe some people reacting you just, so negatively towards... You, just, you can't be like so... I don't know. Fragile. Like you, you, you're going to make yourself more ill if you don't expose yourself to this stuff. Because your body just won't know how to well, cope with it when it inevitably does. Yeah, I think people are just squeamish or weird. I mean, one thing I, re- I realized the other day that you do, you do this. I do. Is um, yeah. So um, because I've I've never flinched at it, and I, my dog did it the other day. But um, when dogs get wet and they shake, yeah, you know, and the water goes everywhere. What is it that um, causes the reaction of like oh? oh. Is it just the sudden water? Is it not wanting? Yeah, it's the same. It's, it's the same thing. I was so I always I always find it weird. I'm always reluctant to get to, to to kind of get dirty, and I don't. And that's like a natural reaction for me, and I, I'm not sure exactly why it is. It's like I'm not scared of germs yeah. or anything like that, but um, uh, but yeah, I, like I get squeamish about being in the rain and stuff, which is something that you you're not bothered about at all. Like no, yeah. So I, I I don't know maybe but, it's it's yeah. it's a discomfort thing I don't like going from being very dry to being very wet. I think it's one of those things as well that gets a larger spectrum over times and experiences. Mm. I mean, like everyone will you'll always you'll probably always have that of I prefer to be clean than dirty. Well, it's, but yeah. there'll be like less your reaction will change. And but it's not the, uh, experiences you have, like, the thing with the dog. It's not like a bacteria thing. Like I don't I'd never really thought of it like that. It's just being wet. Just like if it was started to rain briefly, yeah, You'd be like, Ugh, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. I just love swimming, even if I'm standing up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> swimming and swimming on concrete. Let's do this. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, interesting week. Yeah, 
kind of. Kellogg's, Uncle Ben's. Mm. <laughs> the Chinese, the Indian versus Chinese Himalayan punch war. Yeah. <laughs> I knew there was something. I was like, I did read this. I swear no one's really commented on it. It's like, oh yeah, it's going on. Like, <laughs> I think, yeah, I still think that's a great way to deal with issues. Well, everything's tense. That's basically what they were saying about nuclear arms, wasn't it? What was it? Is it de-escalation? Was it, was disarmament? About like, you know, if we give up our nukes, they'll just nuke us. So mutually assured destruction. Yeah. If they've done it with guns, then they can do it with just other weapons. Scale right? up. It seems like that's a path forward. Yeah. Yeah. But then if I, if China and India didn't have weapons, then I don't know, Iran might go mental. Yeah. <laughs> just Austria will rise again. Yeah. I can't remember. But more people would have yeah, died in that scenario if they did have weapons. Yeah, and there's a like there's there's I can understand the argument for armies having guns, right? It's just like you know, it's just to prevent miscommunication of the most violent kind. Mm. You know, just as a routine, we're at peace. Let's not have guns on us unless something happens where we have to start doing it. And you go like, well, I don't know what's happened out of this Himalayan massacre. I like that they called in reinforcements and they came with no guns. Yeah. <laughs> We're under attack. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Did you bring guns? No. no. <laughs> it's not traditional. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's you. You would expect it to go so very differently, but the world's a wonderful place in in small places. Yeah. Sometimes you find something that's beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, that's our week. I'm yeah. uh, at Nick Snip. I'm at Sing It Steve. Yeah, we're at Pulling Teeth Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and we're at Pulling Teeth Podcast on Facebook. Yeah, uh, you can uh, follow us on uh, on on YouTube if you listen to us on the audio version, and if you're watching us on YouTube, you can listen to us on Spotify and iTunes and all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, we've got the website, which is www.pullingteethpodcast.com, which has got all of our videos and. Uh, uh, contact information as well on there also the email address is wisdom at pullingteethpodcast.com if you want to send us any bits to mm. go over yeah yeah um, but yeah I think, for this week. I, think, I think that's it just wind down sign off yeah, oh. yeah no uh, not, not that much noise from your neighbour in the end no 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 maybe he was genuinely finished he, he was genuinely finished he said he said to his mate I've just put the, I've just put the last coat of the lacquer on so I think that means it's right. done. That makes it shiny or something. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't care. I'm just glad he didn't, didn't carry on. I just assumed he was lying to his friend. Like, oh yeah, no, I've done. It's great. And then he carry on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, can't all end on a high. No. 